0: Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good
1: morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the time is there for you, we are uh, we're here because it's actually 6am jerusalem time it's the international global watch and today it's anzac watch with the new zealanders and australia and so a warm welcome and i'm going to hand straight over to you sheree so we just bless you as holy spirit leads you where he wants to today amen
2: and Thanks, Alison. Thought I'd just start. This is people are still coming on just with reading Psalm 33. Just I was reading it this morning and sometimes you wake up a bit like, oh, I'm still waking up. <laughs> Maybe you guys all wake up. Yeah, I'm there. But sometimes it's a bit slower. But sometimes then you just start to read the scripture and your heart just starts to stir. And it's like, oh, I just read the first line and all of a sudden you can feel like the Holy Spirit stirring in you. And it just says, shout for joy to the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright and give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp and ten strings. Sing to him a new song. And play skillfully on the strings. Probably won't go there, but with loud shouts, we can all do that part. The loud shouts. For the word, for the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves the righteousness and justice, and the earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap and he puts the deeps, the depths, no, puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him for he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing and he frustrates the plans of people. The counsel of the Lord stands firm forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven and he sees all the children of men. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of all of them, and all observe and observe all their deeds the king is not saved by a great army a warrior is not delivered by his great strength the war horse is a false hope for salvation and by its great might it cannot rescue behold the eye of the lord is on those who fear him on those whose hope is steadfast in his love that he may deliver their soul from the dead from death and keep them alive in famine. O oh soul, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O oh Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Welcome to those who are joining us. It's great. I just feel like there's something about it. When we look to him, we start in that place of recognising that as we look to him, as we we focus on him, joy is stirred in our hearts. And I I felt today to, one, Jenny has been saying about how the Prime Minister of New Zealand and Australia are like, getting on, which is great, but uh, definitely something that we can just give thanks for and just be continuing to thank the Lord. It's always good when we start to see the overflow of the things that we've been praying for and just the importance of giving thanks to God in that. But as we were, as we meet today, I really felt to focus on festivals and I know often we we pray for governmental things, but just felt a way that sometimes the enemy slips in, you could call it, is often through our festivals. And it's the festivals where people come together and sometimes very unknowing or naively is probably a better word, is naively welcome in the spirits. And particularly want to draw our attention right now, I think actually it's already started, is the Mofo Festival that happens in Tasmania. So I don't know if you've all heard about it or heard some of it, but I just want to have a little look about that because it's, it's often the festivals that come and even a lot of believers go to these festivals quite unknowing of what's underneath or the. But probably to me, Dark Mofo is one of the most, st- like quite definitely saying we oppose and this is what we're doing it's a very spiritual festival to me it would be difficult to not see what's going on but it can still be that way so often I don't know what you know about it but I'll just share a little bit of what I know and often the festival has very one of the parts of the festival has what's I don't even know how to pronounce this word at ogre parade that's o-g-a-h repeated and it's a festival where they create deemed sculptures and they parade them down the street as a cleansing that's what they call it a, a mass purification of evil spirits that's literally what the festivals fund they do it in indonesia and that's where they it's a hindu it's actually a hindu based on a hindu festival but they do this each year as part of the dark mofo and then they cremate the sculptures at the end as part of that, that festival. The other thing that's that goes along with the festival is the nude swim. So they have a nude swim across the harbour in the middle of the day and lots of people, to me it's crazy to go swimming in Tasmania at any time of the year. I lived there for 10 years. <laughs> Even in summer the water is like freezing. <laughs> it's not a place to go swimming but they go swimming in the middle of winter it's just, in my head it makes zero sense but it's again it's just part of what they do as part of this crazy festival but i think the other thing that stands out to me about this particular festival is like the Mardi Gras it's like in sydney it's another one that's it's quite overt we're just we're doing we're living our sin out here on our sleeves but the mo dark mofo most of the time, its focus is actually on mocking Christianity, like very deliberately. Like, there, I was just reading one, it's like the cross. This is what one of the things says is along being established as a recognized symbol for the dark mofo, even though each year it takes a different form. So, they literally took one of their emblems direct from Christianity, because we all know. The cross is connected to Christianity and then they take it and they parade it in different places. So I know a couple of years ago they literally had these banners all over the city with the upside-down cross as as a very deliberate and actually the theme for that year was eat my blood, drink my flesh. So they often even pick a Christian theme. This year's theme is actually resurrection. That's the theme of the dark mofo this year. So they try and take something that's very traditionally known as part of the Christian walk to then make a mockery of it. So one year they actually took a bull and they sacrificed a bull in the middle of the street and then painted their bodies with the blood of the bull. And this is in the middle of Hobart. This is an Australian city that they're doing this, just very overtly demonic stuff right in the middle of the city and they're okay with it actually i think they were planning when they did the theme of drink my blood theme they actually invited first nations people to donate their blood so that they could create an art piece unfortunately the first nations people they actually didn't respond very kindly to that fair enough told them that they'd already spilt enough blood and they weren't going to donate any more but that's the kind of thing. It's, the festival is designed to provoke and to stir up that sense of indignation. I just feel like it does stir up a bit of indignation, whatever the hell you say that word. <laughs> and then anyway, another headline I was reading from the Sydney Morning Herald that went up a couple of years ago is plenty to worship at the altar of Do- Dark Mofo. So there is that sense of this is an acknowledgement where people do come to worship, whether they realise what they're worshipping or what they're lifting up. It's I know that thousands of people come from all over not just over Australia, people come internationally. It's a big draw card for a lot of artists and that's probably where sometimes I've had some chats with some Christian artists and I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with this festival. It's just a great opportunity where young artists get to share their, their art where maybe other doors aren't open and I get it, like the probably the one of the industries that was hit pretty hard as part of COVID was the entertainment industry. That was a lot of what was part of the things that's first closed down. But I think what I understand from the arts sphere as when you're looking at the different spheres or mountains of society, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't have any, like the arts festival doesn't really have any authority in our lives but it has a lot of influence. So when we open up our door to its influence, it actually can shift society because of the influence it tends to have, particularly on young people. They, they, there's enough recognition in the entertainment society. If they want to shift stuff, they start to push it through TV, the shows that the kids are watching. And it's like it has actually has a strong influence on the way that a society might turn. So I don't know if anyone else has any thoughts or just input on maybe something you know about mofo that I haven't mentioned that might be good to share at this point.
1: I think you've summed it up really well, Sheree. I've been tracking this thing from a distance, not like you've been there for a number of years, What can you tell us about the church's response in all of this? Like where's the authority, might and influence? Is their voice being
2: heard loudly against it? I would say there's been a few different things. So I was going to talk about the other side of what I have seen happen. So in town, in the Anglican Church, and I was going to find out if they're doing it this year, but I wasn't able to find out in time. But for the last couple of years, they've actually read the Bible through. So they actually invite the churches to come and just read through the whole Bible and then they have the church open. So in previous years, I know that many people come through that church because it's right in the city where the festival's being held. And I know that there's a couple of friends I know will often just go and sit in there and have actually had many opportunities and led several people to the Lord as they come in just into the church space and then they start asking questions because a lot of people that go to these festivals they are actually on a spiritual quest and if us as a church aren't meeting that space or aren't there for them they'll go somewhere else because I think people are hungry for the spirit they just don't know where to look we've also had teams down there when we've had teams come and seen quite a number of young people come to the Lord because they're hungry. And I just, I think for me, even this theme of resurrection, like I, even as I've been praying for it, it's, yeah, Lord, let people experience the truth and revelation of Your resurrection. Let them. Let I don't care what, whatever the they choose to call their festival. The scripture that keeps coming to my eyes is, God can turn it around for His good. Like God can turn this around for His good. God can take the fact that they're trying to mop Him and turned it into an opportunity where they actually meet and encounter Jesus who has resurrected. Yeah, so I do know there's definitely some churches that do have teams that are going out and meeting with people and sharing with people. And one of the prayer points that I definitely want us to be praying into is that God would send the harvesters in, into the festivals, that there would be be a harvest for his kingdom despite what the enemy is doing. Yeah, I know for the, the year that they had the theme the Drink My Blood one, that the, as believers, a whole bunch of them went into the lawns where Parliament House is and just had communion silently as that kind of silent, or well, not silently, but just in a small kind of group and, and then went out and had chats with different people and, again, saw people come to the Lord. So, yeah, it's not that God's not moving in that space. So, yeah. Hilary did you have something? Yes
0: and I'm so encouraged because actually I was down in Hobart when the first MOFO thing was starting to come together and the Lord had us in the Anglican Cathedral and had downloaded this burden about reading the Bible so I was actually able to meet with this wonderful group of praying people in Hobart and they actually initiated that whole thing so this is really exciting. I uh, part of my question was did that actually go on so that's awesome. One of the things that Holy Spirit had us to do when we were praying here from Canberra was somebody came with a triangle and it was from Hobart through to somewhere in New Zealand and through I think it was to Sydney and it was a dark triangle of strategic darkness for the whole Southlands. And I just wondered whether you had any understanding about that or whether we could pray into that, that if there's a wider assignment going on in this, the Lord would break its power, expose whatever needs to be done, and that it's actually the altars upon which it's drawing its power be broken, the power broken in Jesus' name. Does that resonate? I don't know whether that's for this forum, but that's what sort of came to me, that remembrance. I don't think that was ever dealt with properly.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of that before. Mm -hmm. What I'd like to do now, though, is is I just want to put a worship on. I just, I feel like often we can get distracted (laughs) with different things, but I I feel like the song I've got is the, it's a combination song with The Blessing. So I just feel the Lord often speaks to me about just releasing blessings, particularly over those that we want to get the organisers of these festivals. I know sometimes this stuff stirs up in me. It's like, okay, God, they're humans. Our battle is not against humans. It's My job is to bless those who are, are cursing or mocking or whatever you want. So just as we... As I put this on, this is blessing and then it moves into the Waymakers. I just love that song because it's the Lord that makes a way. So even as the song's on, I just want to encourage you to be listening and asking the Lord how he wants us to pray into this space and what it is that's on his heart that he wants to release through us. And then, Alison, if you could, once the song's done, if you could put us into to prayer groups. How long would you like, Sheree? Oh, I, I don't really mind. <laughs> Whatever you think would work the best, if that's all right.
1: Okay. Oh, I guess
2: we're all back. <laughs> I didn't see a little warning. I was just like, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> woo all right who has something that they felt was coming through with the group that you just to give some feedback what was the Lord doing in that time in your different groups
0: we had one word that God is not mocked he cannot be mocked what you sow you will also reap but he also had one that Jesus is the resurrection and the life he is the true resurrection and the life yeah I just loved the privilege of praying with Jenny and also the power and the authority of our group to stand against the evil one and his plans. It's so good when the Ecclesia arises. Amen.
1: Sure, it was good in, in our breakout room that we had Bubby from New Zealand. And so we were able to stand together with them because we felt to pray for First Nation people who suffered so much in Tasmania. And with that sense that the Lord is really going to put the sword in the hand of First Nation people, both in Australia and the Maoris and across the South Pacific. And his prophetic word has said he's going to do it. And we're just waiting for him to do it. We also felt that Alison Washka put a key word up when she said that David Walsh grew up in the Roman Catholic Church And therefore, we could Mm -hmm. see the root of this thing, that this is a false, demonic, religious spirit. And somewhere, David Walsh has gone into rebellion and darkness. And he, so everything, as you were sharing, Cherie, seems to be a counterfeit of the kingdom. And he has got all of that out of his upbringing in the Roman Catholic Church. But instead of using it to the glory of God, he has the he has gone into rebellion and a large demonic entry, which is now influencing. So that that's a key thing to know because that's a key thing to cut off.
2: Yeah. yeah. actually, actually I felt when I was praying for him one day, it wasn't necessary. yes, there was rebellion, but I actually felt like the Lord showed me the church hurt him quite badly probably there was, so it was probably I felt like yep. it was more than just rebellion I, I felt like something had come against him I don't know that for sure I just felt like it was something that the Lord showed me in praying for him one day that the church had done quite a lot of injustice against him
1: I think that's probably right and out of that he's given a wrong response which is allowing yes
0: yeah that's right that's it's a, Is that that there was an anglican pastor or rector who's actually involved in it then sorry i didn't understand that
2: no the person who owns mona museum he's also one of the one of the key orchestrators for dark mofo but he grew up in the catholic church Okay, and okay. His his whole thing, like even at Mona, the art, which is the art museum, he has like a parking spot that's Mrs. God and Mr. God. Like it's all very yeah. in your face. Like it's, like it's very in your face, but yeah I just I'm just saying but when I was praying for him like one time I really felt like the Lord there has actually been some injustice from the church from him and this is part of his reaction to the okay. the deep pain that was caused in his life I'm that's not saying it's the right reaction
0: no but that's very interesting to pray actually with the heart I was feeling actually the heart of the Lord's compassion which I was surprised because I initially when I'd find out all about this I was a bit like wow I was just sensing as you were talking that beautiful scripture in Psalm 110, when we're thinking of the Anzacs, that these were your people who were volunteers in the day of your power. And I'm just praying that, Lord, may this again be the day of your resurrection power, what the enemy might intend for evil, that, Lord, you would do something that would reveal the power of the love of the Father, of the true Father. And in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the dawn, you have the dew of your youth. Father, would you have the joy, the pleasure of so many of these young ones caught up in all of this? to have their eyes open to encounter you, to know you are the truth, Mm -hmm. you are the way, you are the life. Even this man who's been perhaps so hurt, even abused in the church, we don't know, Father, what happens to people, but we do know that you're a loving father and you're looking out for the prodigals. So we ask that this time it will be a time of you having willing volunteers coming into your heart into the father's family out of all this darkness and they will be sick of it they will be yearning to find you the one who is the love the truth and the comfort and kindness that they're deeply looking for we pray for this healing and this deep deliverance in Jesus precious name
3: just one of the things just at the end of our group that I suddenly rem- remembered my my reactions also been like Hillary absolute horror I didn't even know that this thing it was and Tasmania is such a beautiful place as well but I just rem- was reminded that it was Jesus took his disciples to the darkest place when he wanted to reveal himself and ask who do you say I am and that was when he also said the gates of hell will not prevail so Lord yes, mm-hmm. we just say down with the evil side of things Lord touch the hearts for the people in such a way i really also felt during our group that i we need to pray especially for the innocent children who are just taken along to these kind of festivals and they don't even know the background of anything and yet they're being exposed to evil things so lord you can turn this whole thing around lord and make it turn that cross that we were just shown in that recipe book from upside down to the right way up lord i just pray for that Jesus Martin. I really got this absolute that New Zealand and Australia and together with the uh, indigenous people, people of the land, that you have the calling as forerunners to release the sound of the Lord, because the indigenous people, they hear clear the sound, but to release it together, and that will blow everything, and I feel like this early bird, because in the times, you are the first to go into the new day, even at the earthly calendar. Uh, but that you—that it's your calling to release that, and really to be a forerunner in that. of mm-hmm. just want to share.
0: I think this is an important thing because, again, this scripture Isaiah forty-two twenty-two. But this is the people robbed and plundered; all of them are snared in holes. These ones we're talking about who are walking and breathing darkness and they are hidden in prison houses they are for prey and no one delivers for plunder and no one says restore thank you sheree because i think today this is all but the beginning of restoration and light has has been prayed and spoken
2: thank you yeah our time is done so louie thank you for what you're doing we thank you for your redemptive purposes we thank you that you are moving and your light is being revealed in that dark place. And we continue just to release your love and your light into that dark festival. And Lord, just even as it's called Resurrection, Lord, we just pray for people to encounter you, the resurrected Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys, thanks for joining.